Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Petum here as always and hope everyone is having a fantastic day slash June or whenever you're listening to this. Of course, we do have Danny Raza here as well and this is just kind of a bit of a ticking over getting things up to date kind of wise uh, doing some homework on Aston Villa of course the transfer window is now open we all know the release players list so we'll discuss that we'll discuss discuss the sale of Maddie Target of course as well um, and get into basically everything that's happened that we've missed since the end of the season I think the season recap went out on Uh, May 31st you guys should be hearing this on June 13th or 14th whenever I can actually have a moment to upload it Um, so nonetheless I'm sure by the time I do there'll be an announcement and we missed it that's usually how these things go but anyways let's get over to Danny Raza next Danny how's it going for you yeah man it's going great Um, I was just saying that you know in terms of in terms of football and 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 enjoying football um, I'm much more excited to be talking about Villa than uh, than I am you know, watching England, I've I've managed to like I've managed to be busy during a couple of England matches, uh, and obviously there's no Villa players playing for England at the moment, which is great. Um, but uh, you know, whilst whilst on that, Matty Cash got his first goal for Poland as well. So yeah. international football can be fun. Uh, I guess well, is what I'm trying to say, but but uh, mostly it isn't. <laughs> would you say? And I've been thinking about this since I've uh, kind of seen his like trademark celebration. Would you say that's the favorite Villa celebration right now for many player? I love his little kind of like little. I don't know what it is, and if it's like a star boy thing or something or whatever what he the, does. But uh, he's, he do? when he slides and kind of puts his hands on an angle. Or oh yeah, it seems angle. to be the thing, doesn't it? Yeah, or he has it over his one brow, like he's kind of like, oh look, I don't know, I don't know what what that's called, but I really enjoy it. So no, but well done to him. Well yeah. done to him either way. Also, also worth saying that Villa having two players playing in the France national team, potentially the best team in the world. Hey, come on. We got Luca Dean and Bubaka Kamara Hard uh, playing, playing with Kylian Mbappe. This is great. Qu'est-ce que c'est? I don't know too many, too much French. I did take French, but I stopped like in grade nine or whatever the equivalent of that would be in the UK. I was probably like fourteen, so I don't remember too much. But anyways, I do remember that Poupe is doll because that was funny when you were like six years old. But anyways, um, let's let's move on from that because that has nothing to do with what we're discussing. And this is the second attempt in recording this, so let's not derail it again. <laughs> But anyways, let's get over to Matty Target first. Of course, he's moved to Newcastle United for 15 million pounds. We all knew kind of some agreement was already reached in his loan deal in January with Newcastle. It's, it, it is what it is. Of course, Villa taking a little bit of a hit. I think we signed him for what, 18 million odd or something like that, Danny, 17. It's a bit of a loss, but at the end of the day, what are your thoughts on it? We made that money back. We made that money back. At the end of the day, we came up with the Premier League, took on somebody like Matty Target. Um, he had a couple of very good seasons for us. Uh, he was obviously part of that defence, which which kept us up that season. Um, I say kept us up. Villa survived by the scruff of their necks, but Matty Target was a big reason for that. 
Um, also, I suppose his second season for us. Am I right in saying he's had three seasons at the club? Is that yes? Is it that would have been right? promotion yeah. season, uh, 2021, and then part of this one. Yeah, this exactly. one passed. So yes. He was obviously he was obviously players player of the year, wasn't he? Um, and so you know he's he's he, he was good. He was good for us. But I think we've now seen we've seen Luca Dean in that position under what is our current system. And I think most Villa fans would probably agree that that he feels like a significant upgrade. And so Matty Target, you know, whilst it would have been good for, for us to have, you know, that sort of variety in left backs, he wants to be playing first team football. And to be at a club like Newcastle, which is a great, ambitious club, uh, I'm going to probably upset a lot of Villa fans by saying that. Very ambitious club, you know, very, very good project to be a part of, I guess. Um, you know, this is, I suppose, if you're talking from a strictly footballing sense, uh, some might say, you know, that, that it's that it's perhaps not the, uh, you know, not the most, well, some might say that the ownership situation is very questionable. But, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to, to Newcastle in a footballing sense, look, you know, we no one can question their, question their history. No one can question their fan base. And so formatty target, obviously, to go there, it's a good move. It's a very good move for him. And it's great that he's appreciated that. Uh, look, he works well in their system. Newcastle fans seem to enjoy him. I would imagine that he's going to get upgraded on, you know, in a couple of years' time. No, not even a couple of years' time, maybe next year. But I think Newcastle's efforts in terms of signing players are probably going to be more focused in, in other areas. I think 15 million for what would be your second choice left back here at Villa is, um, yeah, I think is, is very good business. Uh, and and it means that I suppose Villa can look elsewhere now for somebody perhaps younger and uh, and more suited to the to the way we play. Yeah, I mean, when you kind of compare it, if you're con- going to compare uh, Luka Dean to Maddie Target, it's basically like Maddie Target's a Honda. He's pretty well reliable. Sometimes there's a few lemons in kind of the batch, um, but all in all, he's pretty dependable. And I guess you'd say Luka Dean's maybe like a Tesla or something a little bit fine or very exciting and fresh and new. And uh, maybe a little bit more high tech. And I mean, he's um, older than Matty Target. <laughs> yes, but I, I, I mean, probably in terms of like the Villa fandom of him being around the club, that kind of thing. I, I guess if you want to go, maybe he's a he's a Mustang or something like that. There, there's an older kind of car. I don't know. Anyways, that's my relevancy. I was going to compare him to different kinds of burgers, but let's not do that. Let's let's avoid that. Anyways. But um, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Fifty million pounds. You think there is probably a half decent uh, loan fee as well you made that back and of course not having to pay part of his wages last season probably helped as well kind of move some things along too it, it, it's sad but I, I think he's one of those left backs that really thrives on who is playing directly in front of him and when you lose someone like Jack Grealish last summer I think it really kind of showed a lot of cracks in his game that he needs someone that's going to have probably a lot more ball possession that's comfortable holding it up for him to overlap. And let's be honest, we lost that. But anyways, we don't need to talk about uh, the other guy that we lost over almost a year ago where we're, we're still getting over that. So <laughs> I, th- I think, I think, I think what Villa fans, um, I think for Villa fans right now, obviously there's a big, there's a, there's a very sore like relationship with Newcastle fans. It's quite weird, but that's all the way back that. to the relegation, to wasn't it? It is, but I think yeah. now more so than ever, what you've got right now is two clubs who obviously Newcastle are very rich, extremely rich. Villa are very rich, I guess, as well, um, and have a very significant pull. Both teams fancy themselves really as like, you know, the new big boys on the block. 
the ones who should be attracting big players. And so there's naturally a little bit of a rivalry there, you know. Um, it's silly, really, when you consider it, because there's so many other clubs who are around that, you know, both teams need to leapfrog, first of all. Like, neither, neither side is unlike Arsenal and Tottenham's level, or even Manchester United's level just now. You know, sides who... Tottenham had a good season, but sides like Arsenal and Manchester United, who, you know, people would say had bad seasons, but somehow managed to, you know, still get themselves in higher positions, right? Like Villa and Newcastle have a long way to go. And look, both sides deserve success, deserve yeah. to have some sort of success, big, you know, big tradition and everything. But this, this whole sort of weird rivalry online is really, really silly. Um, it seems as though Villa and Leeds fans are like mended. I, I don't know what's... <laughs> it's like it's like it's like we've forgotten about Leeds now. Whatever. Well, but, let, let's uh, let's see how the Bournemouth relationship is next season. That should be very oh interesting. Oh God, <laughs> that's gonna be a great game. But yeah, it is, it is a bit annoying when you're looking at like when you're looking on the Villa hashtag and you just see you know bare Newcastle fans just 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 out here. But, but whatever, man. Football's football's not lived on Twitter. Matty targets Newcastle in January. Fa- like famously or it's well spoken about by Villa fans that it was a case of Gerard wanted him to stay and fight for his place with Luca Dean. Matty Target, the um how do I put it? The narrative is that he didn't want to fight for his place. He got threatened the minute there was a threat, you know, he was off. I think, you know, that that paired with the idea that, you know, he has a bit of a soft underbelly, you know, he's, he's come off injured in a lot of games um seem to have done terribly in in big games so to speak which i suppose isn't always necessarily true because it has been games where he's played well in it's, it's, it wouldn't say he's the only he's the only player to go missing in in sure. a big game um but you know that is that is something that obviously villa are trying to move away from that kind of soft underbelly um but you know the thing is oh yeah emmy martinez also said also said the word that's what i was going to bring up yeah. Off underbelly, right? But the thing is, with, with, with the whole Matty Target thing is, imagine you're, you know, you're a left back, or imagine you're a right back, you're commanding a starting place in the team. Someone comes along who's, you know, quite clearly not going to move to the club unless, you know, they're going to be first choice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Matty Target's going to be like, well, I don't want to do that. He's at the stage of his career. He's 25, 26 years old. You know, he's not, he's not an understudy. You know, with that, when you look at Buendia and Coutinho, Buendia's obviously not been in the Premier League that much. Yeah, he's still he's still learning. Even though he's like, you know, of that age now where you kind of think, you know, he needs to be in his prime or whatever. You've got players like that who you kind of think, okay, fine. They're not. Mike Target's been consistently playing in the Premier League for years. Consistently. Like, why, sh- why should he sit on the bench? Dean's not giving up his spot. So for him to move to Newcastle, great, right? He had a good six months there. Fair enough. Yeah. He should move. I... I I don't understand why he wouldn't. Yeah. So, look, enjoy Matty Target. He's, he's done well for us. I wouldn't want him at the club right now. I don't think he's what we need. But, you know, if Newcastle fans like him, that's fine. A f- favorite Matty Target memory? No. No? None? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, so, I'm pretty sure I've watched him score a couple of great goals, but, you know. I would say... The best memory. I, this isn't the best. This is my, the funniest one. I think I brought this up not too long ago because I'm having deja vu. Um, but when he got hit in the stomach or something with the ball, and then he just threw up on the pitch. Um, oh God! Yeah, that really was... enjoyed that one. Just oh, I don't you could just tell. Um, the goal against Brighton was pretty good in the in the promotion can- or the 
first season back from promotion. Um, I, I mean, just him and Grealish linking up were a joy to watch sometimes, I guess. But Yeah, uh, it was. It was. Like, you know, there, there was a time where, you know, he did seem to be very, very comfortable kind of going forward for us. But I think it became clear that we needed a little bit more sort yeah. of like, we need, we need now someone who can overlap a bit more and, and actually whip the crosses in. Yeah. Whereby, like, I think he lost that sort of, um, he lost that kind of player to, to to link up with who would cut inside. Yeah, he's pretty well like Marmite. You either liked him or you didn't. I, and I feel like at, for this side, for Gerard's side, we needed a little bit of that kind of je ne sais quoi. And we got that. He's French. There's there, there's the joke in that, I guess. But uh, anyways, let's, Danny, let's get over to the release list. Of course, it was announced on Friday. So hence why this is probably a big portion of today's podcast. So there is a number, of course, of youth players released as well as two notable senior figures. So to kind of go through the list of academy players that have been released, um, I guess this one doesn't really include ones that were offered contracts either. But nonetheless, uh, you have uh, Tristan Abeldeen Goodridge, um, Paul Apaya, Mungo Bridge, uh, Akos Onodoy, Dominic Revan and Finley Thorndike. Um, yep. I mean, the main ones out of there, I guess you would probably say would maybe be Mung- Mungo Bridge and Onadoy, if anything. So uh, Mungo Bridge, uh, Dom Revan, and um, Akos Onodi all played um, in that FA Cup game against yes. Liverpool. So, you know, they, 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 all, they all managed to get appearances there. When you look at Thorndike, um, Appear in Ableton Goodridge. I think they were all sort of signed a lot more recently. Goodridge, I think, sorry, Thorndike, I think the most recent one. Yeah. Um, but certainly Dom Revan's been at the club for years. But I think when you look at when you look at someone like him, you know, he's I think he's early 20s now. Mm-hmm. And um it's it, it's kind of gone past that point where um a player, you know, will have will have made it. I think he's like I think he's 21 years old. Yeah, and we still have his brother in the in the setup as well. I'm pretty sure. Seb, yeah, yeah. Seb Revan, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but you do see these every year, and it's not like we're the only club. If anything, that's probably the shortest list I've seen in a long time in terms of turnover. Honestly, if you probably compared the last decade, every year or so of players that we've let go, released, whatever, that's probably the shortest list I've ever seen, especially for senior figures, of course. And with the senior figures mm-hmm. being most notably, well, the only two really, Connor Hurahan and Ashley Young. I mean, we'll, we'll get into Ashley Young in a bit because he wasn't on the players basically being offered contracts waiting. Um, the club haven't really done a video on him or a thank you or anything. So kind of makes you think maybe it's going different ways, but uh, we'll discuss that in a little bit. Let's, Let's just discuss Connor Hurahan first. I think that's probably the most important one. I mean, brought in in what the seventeen season um, championship days, where most people just probably want to forget, but nonetheless, it happened. He came in. That no, was a good time. A very very cheap fee from Barnsley. He made one hundred and twelve appearances for Barnsley for three years, scored twenty nine goals. We all knew what he kind of possessed at that point of his career in terms of free kicks and all that. And he really delivered for the five or so seasons. He was here 132 appearances, 23 goals. I mean, Danny, if you think back at his contributions, I mean, what's the biggest one for you? Look, the thing with them, um, well, I think first of all, you know, the, the, the just the, the set pieces in the championship from him were brilliant. You know, you forget yes. that like 
you forget that this guy was doing double figures in the championship for us. I think he scored 23 goals for us, like all in all. But, you know, he, 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 did, he did have a season, I think, where he went into double figures for us, like 11 goals. It's crazy, you know. And, you know, you forget how big a signing this was at the time as well, because, like, where we were in the championship, you know, this we, we were an established championship club probably. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't know. I think it was one of the. It might have been one of the first ones that we that we signed actually when we got relegated. But you know, this was um, Barnsley's captain. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't this wasn't you know just signing some player of Barnsley. It's just Barnsley's captain. He'd um, you know, it's a very very sort of um, well liked well liked player. Like he was a bit of a cult hero there as well. So you know, we brought him in, and you know, he was playing for Republic of Ireland. You know, and about you know by the end of the season for us and. When when was it? It was January, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. The, I think it was that January in twenty seventeen. Five million or something like that. I can't remember. It wasn't very expensive. Oh God, I don't think it cost that much. Four or something. The, see those? I mean, I don't miss those days in particular, but those are the days I kind of miss, like where you get like John McGinn for two and a half. Like you find these little gems. I mean, most of them were absolute crap, but when you get ones like that, it makes it all worth it. And the thing is, as well, that sign the 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 whole. Um, Harahan signing was was really shrewd, excuse me. Mm. Because we signed James Bree as well. Yeah. Who you look at it at the time, you thought, you know, very, very good, like young, young right back who who did actually have some good games for us as well, but playing at right back and at center back. So uh yeah, look, Connor Harahan was one of those players who and this is this is one of the reasons why you've got to respect Connor Harahan. You've got to respect the guy. He he'd he'd come out of sort of uh League two, like is where he established himself with Plymouth, you know, did it in League One, you know, got got double double goal figures in League One for like two seasons in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, played well for Barnsley in the championship and then came up to the Premier League with uh, with us. And look, you know, he's um his first season in the Premier League, he was it was quality for us. Yeah, you know, he, he was he was he was really, really handy. We needed him around. There were games where you know, he'd come off the bench as well and, and and do well for us. And, you know, he was he was holding, you know, he's holding his own in the Premier League. But then, you know, the next couple of seasons perhaps weren't weren't so great for him. He did a couple of loan spells in the championship as well and, and, and it never really worked out. But the fact that he managed to get up to the Premier League with us, the fact that he's worked his way through the football league system, playing for Republic of Ireland, guy's got a sick left foot on him, engine of a midfielder as well. I think, I think it was just... Um, it was one of those where he just started to go missing in the big games. And, and yeah, uh, unfortunately, I guess he hasn't been able to stick around in the Premier League. But, hey, I the, the best thing for me would be that, I don't know, maybe one of the Premier League sides says, you know what, we need a, we need a squad central midfielder to come in. And for him to come in and, 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 and hold a place, I think, would be awesome. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think championship clubs will be fighting over him right now. Yeah, I mean, you do sit back and you look at his contributions and I mean, you, you really just have to kind of appreciate it for what he was. And I mean, I can remember just before he went on loan to Swansea last season, I think he scored in the game against Fulham. And I think a lot of people were kind of surprised that they kind of let him go at that point. I mean, our midfield wasn't that deep that season, really. And we did well to finish and where we did right around mid table. So it is one of those things where you sit back and you maybe kind of feel a little bit hard done by, but I mean, if you look at his loan spells, I mean, I, I do know for a fact that when he went to Swansea, of course, 
they were in a promotion hunt and they went in the playoffs and then lost. But I mean, in what, 19 games, he had five goals for them. And it did, I mean, I didn't really understand why he went to Sheffield United really last season, to be honest, because he, what, mm. I mean, he did play quite a bit, but I think most of those appearances from off the bench made 29 appearances, which is still a lot. But I mean, if you're only playing a few minutes here or there, especially when you're getting into roughly what he's 31 now, he'll be 32 halfway through next season. So it is one of those things, but no, I could totally see him. I think, you know, he's going to have a number of clubs, uh, whether teams that just came up from league one, like a Sunderland that are looking to establish and kind of push on a little bit more quickly or someone near the mid or the top. Well, You, you never know. Well, I think, I think West Brom are linked with him. And I think, you know, I think oh. that would be a really, that would be a really good club for him to go to. Yeah. You know, um, a little bit of a Brucey bonus. Yeah. Steve Bruce, obviously manager there. Steve <laughs> Bruce knew how to use Conor Harahan. He knew how to use him. Um, obviously a, a proper Steve Bruce kind of regular. Uh, you get Harahan in that midfield with Jake Livermore. It's a pretty decent, pretty decent championship midfield there. If, you know, perhaps, perhaps a little bit old, but yeah, I think I think that would be a that would be a good destination for him. Yeah, bring in Bjarnason as well and just find out wherever he's living these Dude, days. Berkey Bjarnason is captain he's captaining Iceland. You know, <laughs> I saw I saw it the other day. I was like, whoa, it's crazy. That guy's still doing well. The Iceman. <laughs> oh, feels like it never happened, to be honest, but it did. And it's one of those things where you can look at I, that's gonna be a great quiz question in a few years that I think a lot of people probably will forget about at some point, but uh, nonetheless, that's the main one, but let's, let's go over to Ashley Young, Danny. I mean, yeah, I was going to say it's a, uh, it's a weird one. I mean, we all know kind of or new, I should say what to expect. He's definitely past his prime, but he could still contribute on a free from Inter Milan stolen from Burnley. He's probably thanking us now for that um, in terms of not experiencing relegation. Um, and yeah, nothing's really come out in terms of if, well, it says he's released, but do you just think mm. it's one of those situations where he's probably sitting back thinking, you know what, I haven't decided if I want to come back here or if I want to kind of see what my options are, or if I want to retire and get into coaching, do you think it's kind of in that kind of circumstance? Cause that's what it sounds like for me. I feel like there would be, some kind of thank you unless it comes out first thing Monday morning and they were just trying to split the hurricane message with the young message per se, but yeah, look, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to speculate, you know, he maybe, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe he's thinking of retiring and maybe he's listening to offers this month before fully deciding, you never know what could come along. Maybe, maybe with these things, maybe the club's still negotiating with him. True. Maybe it's a case of give me a week or two, you know. Um, so it's interesting that people pick up on these things, right? Yeah. Like nobody would have thought of anything like that 10 years ago. No. It would have just been, know. you know, simmering in the background. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, you might see, oh, Aston Villa offer Ashley Young new contract or whatever. Yeah. So we don't know yet. I mean, I think the question you have to ask yourself is where does he fit in? Uh, me, me and you both agreed quite kind of at the end of, last season that it would be worth offering him another contract, offering him another year, have him in there as an option. He's come off the bench a few times, got us out of a pickle. Mm -hmm. Good cover at left back or right back. Say, for example, if Luca Dean got injured and let's say we've got a backup left back. We don't at the moment, but let's say we have a backup left back. um, And let's say, I don't know, they get injured. Then Then you'd need somebody like an Ashley Young to come fill in or 
or even if that player, say, for example, see if we had like three games in one week and they needed a rest, you know, it'd be good to have that option. And Ashley Young, obviously, has been able to play in central midfield for us this season, play a right back. And I'm sure, you know, his experience will have helped. I don't think he's been, a, he's had an amazing season for us coming, you know, from Serie A, where he really did have a very good season. It kind of shows the difference between the levels of the two leagues. True. But really, when you think about it, the kind of money that Premier League teams, players are on, Premier League teams have to budget, bro. They have to budget and you have to weigh it up and think, is it really worth offering somebody, you know, so many, you know, tens of grands a week? Um, they're not going to play so much because I think it's, it was quite clear to me that particularly in Gerard's system, it was probably a little bit too much work for for Youngie, really. Yeah, and I mean, with the way Jared wants to play, you're sacrificing some of that when you brought him on, and it was evident. Like, he doesn't have the legs to bomb up and down like Luca Dean is. So if he's going to bomb up, you need more cover. If he's going to stay back, then you're going to need someone else to kind of provide that more offensive outlet. So, I mean, I can I can kind of see with the thought, because, I mean, I don't want to speculate either, but maybe even the club hasn't really made up their mind. Maybe it's just a mutual you know what, maybe we'll get back to each other in a couple of weeks, like you said, but I, I don't know, like you, you do sit back. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of question marks in terms of are we really going to go for another backup left back, bring in someone a little bit younger as an understudy to hopefully kind of be the next big thing eventually. Cause obviously Luca Dean's in his prime. He's not getting any younger as well. You look at Matty cash as well. And who's going to back him up. We know Conza can play right back if needed, but I don't prefer that by any means. Um, King Kessler Hayden, what's his future? Is it time for him to, of course, he was in League One or League Two with Swindon and then League One with MK Dons, fell short in the playoffs. Does he need to go to the championship, kind of make that next step before the Premier League? So, I mean, I think, to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if this kind of drags on for a few weeks because at some point they're going to have to make their decision in terms of the young players and who's going to stay and who's going to go. And I think they're probably going to have to do that a lot quicker than they'd want to, because really at the end of the day, do you want to miss out on a solid option defensively? I, I think that's mm. the thing. And then you're scrambling to replace them. I, I feel like, I mean, that's not the villa of old anymore. I think we're way more organized and we're not rushing into things. I mean, this isn't a, okay, it's what, 10 minutes until the deadline. Let's go find Borja Baston again or something like that. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think this is a lot more organized, but at the end of the day, if it, if it is, the end for Ashley Young at Villa. It's a uh, thank you very much. I wish you would have scored one goal so we could have relived like the 2010, 2011 season all over again, but it is what it is, isn't it? Dude, I'm surprised he made 26 appearances last season. He came off the bench a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it says a lot that both Dean Smith and, and uh, Steve Gerrard both like trusted him a lot. True. And, but I think, you know, that there, there was definitely a game where I remember him coming on and it absolutely ruined us defensively. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there were games where it seemed like his experience helped us massively, but I just don't think in the end, when you think about it, he really did enough. But look, two, over 200 appearances for the club. I'll remember him as Ashley Young, the left winger, and not as Ashley Young, the, the backup fullback at the end of the day. And I think that's probably the same for everybody else. So look, he um, had a very good few years at the club. He went on, won the league with Manchester United, won the league with Inter Milan, successful career. So... Fair play to him. And if it's not with us this next season, I really do hope he ends up at a club who, you know, kind of give him give him game time every week because 
there, there is there is a top player there and there's yeah. a top captain in there as well. Yeah, you need that winning mentality. Well, let's be honest, he's taking care of his body extremely well. So, I mean, yeah. age is just a number nowadays, really. It's all about how you take care of yourself. And with because the advance, that's a- yeah, exactly. And he'll probably go on for another three years of this for going to be or forever. Um, but um, no, with with young, you know what? If he if it's not with us, I can definitely see him at a a newly promoted side or somewhere around then that needs a little bit of a stop gap. You can look at it even like a forest that maybe needs a little bit more leadership. It's been a long time, for mm, example. Yeah. Um, if it's down to the championship, he'd be playing week in, week out, no doubt. Um, I, I'm sure he could do that. Um, so either Would way. You want to. Would yeah. you want to? If you're if you're actually young, you've won, you know, you've won league, uh, you've won leagues. Yeah, why would you want to go to the championship every single Well, week? there's always that link. I don't even know why like John Terry right? did, but yeah. yeah. So you never know. You never hey, know. Hey, listen, listen, things. he's he's in with a shout, you know, becoming Watford manager at some point. That that post will come up again. Interim boss, he'll so he'll he'll sign, they'll sack their manager, he'll be interim boss, they'll get a new manager, they'll sack him, and then he'll be the boss for the rest of the season. Till the next season, he'll be sacked in October. That's that's how that'll work at that club. Apparently, they're trying to be more patient this time now they've been relegated again. That's what I read a few weeks ago. Let's see if that actually happens. But I, um, I really do think that like they should just hold like an audition show for the Watford managerial job. Like who's I got just, talent? Yeah, I just think it would be hilarious, man. Like at this point, it's like these 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 guys can't decide. Give it to somebody just off the bat to see what happens i know who would win that it'd be a magician or something because they could vanish and then you never see them again well at the end of the season what you do is yeah yeah it's a great idea (laughs) but at the end of the season what you do is what you do is all the players that retire you put their names in their hat right anybody who's got like anybody who's got a uefa coaching license or whatever it is put your name in the hat well you know i'm just i'm gonna say top division players oh i was gonna say doesn't doesn't uh Oh, the the old Arsenal defender there, Adams. Doesn't he still have a coaching badge? Tony Adams. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm, yeah, I suppose he could do it, right? But actually, that's a, that's a good point. You could do that as well. And all retired managers, or all sorry, unattached managers, and all retired players who are thinking of becoming managers, name in the hat. Yep. Pick one out. You know, have like a Watford legend pick it out. I don't know, man. The Hornet. Who's a, who's a Watford? <laughs> Harry the Hornet can pay. Oh no! John get, El- get Elton John to do it. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, have have Elton John do it. Pick it out of a hat, and then <laughs> if it's picked out, then yeah, you you can manage Watford for like three months. But what you do is, in fact, how about how about you do this? Right, you pick out th- you pick out twelve, and you have like a draft. You pick out twelve. You have a draft, and each one of them gets a one month as Watford manager. <laughs> one month by the end of it why are we still talking about Watford because I just think it would be a great <laughs> idea or maybe you do it for one month of each season or something and by the end of it the person who had the best month they got the Watford job permanently forever lifetime sorted fair enough fair enough well you know what, what I, what I like do. the got talent thing because you could do Tony Adams could do the you know that little video of him doing the shuffling when he was coaching in Spain that could be his as a dance um, yeah, yeah. Tony Pulis could just take his hat off and show his bald head. I don't know. Um, Who's going to do the, um, the 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 whole spoon on the glass thing? Ooh, like a bouncing, like with an egg or something. No, no, like like um, like playing playing the glasses as like an instrument. Ooh. We can do the blowing on the glasses. 
Oh, that's who's musically inclined or you think would be musically inclined. If Courtney Haas retired, he could do it. Courtney Haas could probably do it. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't I wouldn't be making him manager of my club anytime soon. <laughs> Anyways, James uh, James Milner in like a year, maybe. James Milner in like a year, hundred percent. I could see him. I could see us signing James Milner. Recorder. Would you be shocked? <laughs> Apparently we tried. Oh well, no doubt. Apparently we talked to him. I I mean I've only seen it reported. Well, Gareth Apparently Barry we just played a played a charity game not too long ago. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he still has some legs. So you never know. Mm, we don't need no. Gareth Barry. We no, can, we don't. We got Louis. We got Louis. True. But anyways, I, I think that's a good point to wrap up because I don't know what we've been talking about for the last five minutes. But uh, I think we've <laughs> we've done all the homework that we needed to. Of course, all the Villa players that have left, Maddie Target, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We should be back in the next. A uh, week or so with some more news, hopefully some more transfers that we can discuss as well. But uh, anyways, Danny, thank you very much for joining me. If you want to find him on Twitter, it's at Raza Journal. You can tweet me at Talk Aston Villa. Tweet the team at 7500 to Holt. Email Holtcast at gmail.com. And like I said before, we'll be back soon. And don't forget, up the Villa. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.